call back up. So it's the 30th of June, 2022. And this time now is the time for us to be sincere in training our minds so that they gain peace. So this mind, or you could call it the heart as well, it's a knowing element that which receives um, sensory impressions. But in its current state, it doesn't yet have intelligence. And when it's not intelligent, then it's always running, following after these sensory experiences. So we could use a simile in comparing the mind to being like a cow. And we're looking after this cow. And it's very close to a paddy field that's full of rice. And if we don't watch after that cow well, if we're not cautious, if we don't tie it firmly to a stake, then that cow will go into the paddy field and eat the rice there. So this mind is a knowing element, and if we don't tie it, and if we don't have a stake, a post there, then it's going to eat all of these sensory experiences. These are Ramanas. So what we mean when we use the term Aramana is forms, this is an Aramana, or um, sounds, tastes, odors, tactile sensations, thoughts. These are the Aramanas that come into the mind. And when we become aware of them, then there's craving and clinging that appear. And this in turn brings us suffering right here in this present moment, right here when we become aware of the sensory experiences. So this is why we need to train our minds. This is why we need to have principles or a post. We need to have these foundations of mindfulness. And these are the posts that we use. And there are four of these foundations, and these are important things, things that we should get our minds to recollect frequently. And that is the body, the feelings, the mind, and Dhamma. But today I'm going to speak about the recollection of the body. And how do we recollect this? Well, normally throughout the day, we'll be moving these bodies about. But we normally move them about in kind of a sense of self. And we're not aware of these movements either. When we walk, we go thinking about other things. When we're sitting, then we're proliferating about all kinds of things. When we're eating, when we're taking care of our personal affairs, then the mind's thinking about different things. But it's not here in the present moment. So when standing, sitting, walking, lying down, when listening, when speaking, when thinking, 
then we should have our mindfulness there, recollecting. Have mindfulness very firmly there with the mind. So like knowing the in and out breath, this is receiving that recollection of this breath. And we do that for the purpose of bringing our minds to peace. And as we do it frequently, then the mind becomes stiller and stiller, and the stories that it's telling, the proliferations, reduce. So even though we may have work to do, but when we're doing that work, oftentimes our minds can be quite stirred up, they can be tumultuous, and we don't have much mindfulness there. So we need to try to pull the mind back. Or for monks going on arms round, or sweeping the monastery, you should have mindfulness here in the present moment as we're doing that. So perhaps sometimes in our occupations, then we need to use our thoughts, we need to use proliferation, but when we've stopped that particular activity, then we bring our minds back to these words of Buddha, for instance, or Dhammo, Sanko, so that we gain peace of mind. And as we train in this um, more and more frequently for longer and longer periods, then we become skilled at it. There's a sense of joy that arises within the heart, a happiness that appears, this inner contentment. Our samadhi becomes firmly established. So these things, they depend upon each other. When there's energy there in the heart to enough degree, and then we'll be able to study and get to know things well. So like looking at this body, and seeing the body as being just a body. It's not a being, it's not an individual, it's not me, it's not you. And this is vipassana, insight. And we think to ourselves, well, what, that, what will that be like? Seeing the body as just a body, what's that like? If we say it's a being, that's not correct. An individual, that's not right. Me or you. It's simply not there. But if the mind is at peace, then it will have this knowledge, just like what appeared in the heart of Anya Kundanya, that he had mindfulness there listening to the Dhamma, and so wisdom arose. Having listened to those teachings, this understanding arose. The body is just a body. All physical and mental things arise and cease, and so there's no self there. And the things which arise and cease, then how can we take them to be me? How can we take them to be mine? So this kind of wisdom arose within him. So when we and we've gained that insight, then we see that whatever arises and ceases, it's not self, it's not me, it's not mine. And so we should study here, we should train at this point, and do this frequently until we become skilled at it. In the beginning, perhaps, we don't have much understanding in this way. 
Our minds are still chaotic, they're still full of doubts. And this is something which obstructs our vision and our progress. So we should have effort to try and train our minds like this, do this a lot, develop this a lot. And in the end, peace will arise. And this peace of mind becomes clearer and clearer, little by little. And as it gains clarity, then our doubts disappear all by themselves. So when I was practicing, I was just like everyone else, here, training. And I wanted to see the Dhamma, to get to know the Dhamma. I had a great interest in listening to the Dhamma. And so once I heard Ajahn Chah teach about not-self, and he was saying that all the physical things around us, they don't really have a name. It's just the mind that produces those names. Like this Dhamma hall here, we can say all kinds of things about it. We can claim that it's big or claim that it's small. If there are just a few people in it, then it's big. If there are many, many people in it, then it's small. But this is just the mind proliferating, saying that it's like this, saying that it's like that. But if we look with mindfulness, if mindfulness there, when we receive these sense impressions, then we'll have the stillness of mind. And so we dig this pole, this post, in firmly, and we tie the cow to it, and don't let it just wander off. So this rope that we use to tie the cow, that's mindfulness, and the post are these objects of recollection, the body, the feelings, the mind, the Dhamma. So may all of us put our efforts in and practice in this way. And if we don't have doubts in this path of practice, we'll be able to really set our minds on this. And when the eye sees a form, if it's something that we like, then we feel kind of pleasurable feelings towards it. If it's something that we dislike, then we feel displeasure towards it. And that's really all there is, just this pleasure and displeasure. Just me, just mine. And it's the mind which comes up with this thought of mine, that this body is mine. But really if we look, well, this body, it dies, it breaks apart, and disappears. And so where is the person there? We say that someone is born, is a person that gets old, that gets sick, that dies. But these bodies of ours, they don't know anything about this. The body doesn't know that it's getting born. It has no awareness that it's getting old, that it's sick, that it's dying. It's just elements. But these minds, they attach claiming that I am like this, I am like that. So this attachment is really something significant because it's what causes us suffering. And so the kind of suffering that appears very quickly for us, getting born into suffering, it's what happens in this present moment when 
we experience a sensory impression. So we need to be careful over the mind right at this point. And this is something that the monks particularly need to practice in, this restraint over the senses. And you see that these senses, the faculties, these are something that are significant, significant, very influential. When the eye sees a form, the ears hear sounds, the nose smells odors, the tongue tastes flavors. Well, there's well, tactile sensations touch the body. There's a thought that appears in the mind. This is here where the defilements appear. But if we have knowledge, then this, right at this point, is also where wisdom arises as well. And so this wisdom, it depends upon listening to sound too, to listening to the Dhamma. You may hear these teachings about not-self. And just like I did, and the mind gathered together, this knowledge arose. And that came through listening to the Dhamma. Right then, my mind was still, and there was an understanding. Even though there weren't any thoughts, there was still an understanding. This understanding in terms of wisdom, the mind became very bright. This darkness and delusion was destroyed. And something that had been with me right from the moment that I was born. There was always the sense of self, of me, constantly there. But when we see into not-self, that there isn't really an I, a me, then we become close to the fully self-awakened Buddha. Realize this Appamano Buddha, Appamano Dhammo, Appamano Sangho, that the goodness, the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha are limitless. We can't find any end to them. So may all of you set your hearts on training in this way. And none of this is above your abilities. If you train, then you will gain an understanding of the Dhamma. And so may all of us have mindfulness here in the present moment and do this a lot. And then you will see the Dhamma, you will attain to the Dhamma. <laughs>